Welcome to Uncommon Provision. You are here today to talk about false gods with Dr. Dean and Amber. They can't wait to explain the uncommon provision of Jesus Christ in every area of life. Hi everybody, welcome to Uncommon Provision. My name is Amber and I'm here with Dr. Dean. I'm Dr. Dean. Thank you for joining us. I have been saved my whole life, but I too didn't know there was false idols and also having false gods in my life. I just thought there was images that were pretty or that just seemed like sinful. And Dr. Dean actually taught me something. And as he taught me, I learned from God to, to confirm it. So I want him to teach all of you what I didn't know, even though I knew Jesus and God and I knew about false idols and I had no clue that I was actually attached to false gods and idols that had some type of power over me. And I want Dr. Dean to talk about that. So Dr. Dean, can oh. you explain to the audience? I'd love to. What you, what you showed me about false idols and false gods and what God really means about that. All right. When he shares that in the Bible. When we're working in the world as a human being, we are interacting with the spiritual world. We don't see the spiritual world, but we see the effects of the spiritual world. We don't see the wind, but we see the leaves blow. And in the process of interacting with the world, we find that there are curses and blessings. And when we're cursed, things just don't work out. Yeah. And we have problems. And when they're blessings, we overcome. Yeah. We go from lack to prosperity, from illness to health, from being humiliated to being exalted, to being defeated, to having victory. These are the signs of the blessings of God. God is very smart. You know, I mean, you know that he's got to be smart. I mean, he created the universe and he knows how to guide human beings into wise and kingdom behavior and thinking. And when he sees someone deviate from that and move away from that, he'll oftentimes back off and let that person learn the lesson of dealing with the occult, dealing with the dark side. Doesn't that make sense? That he'll, he'll just kind of wait for a little bit, especially Christians, that he'll let them kind of understand the consequence of doing that sort of thing. And that is oftentimes a foundation for a curse. Dabbling in the occult, having a sign of the occult in your presence, in your home, in your car, with, I've even seen it around a person's neck. Yeah. I mean, a, a peace sign, which ultimately is a sign of being crucified upside down and a uh, blasphemy against the true cross. So these are ways of exhibiting a rebellion against God. Uh, many times it's unknown, so it's not really a rebellion, but it's just an unknowing participation in the occult. And if you're a spirit from the other side and you see a person dealing with those signs and having symbols like that in their home, mm -hmm. it gives them uh, boldness 
in interacting with that person and with that home. Wow. It's like a portal of entry or a wow. legal right to be able to come in. So things that would seem innocuous, like for example, uh, my dream catcher. Your dream catcher. I had one in my car and I loved Jesus and he saved my life. And you know, I mean, those are common things, elements in the, uh, in the American Indian world. And I can understand that because they honor their ancestral spirits. They want to take care of any kind of uh, problem that might exist there by prayer. And they're even Christian and they want right. to, but they can't commune with those spirits and not incur the wrath of God, not incur the curses that come along with dealing with anyone less than the perfect will of your Father in heaven. That's and I used to think, it doesn't have control over me, Dr. Dean. Like, why does my dream catcher have to go in the trash? You know, like, I don't understand. <laughs> And then I realized how much I actually valued it because I couldn't throw it away. Can you believe how much power that it had over me because I had a hard time throwing it away? I was like, but, but I don't want to throw it away, but it's so pretty. But, but, but Dr. Dean, I don't, I like it, you know? And then you're like, wait, I'm you know, idolizing it. That is, that is a no sign, idea. that is the sign of the process of getting involved with the demonic. They entice, yeah, and then they enslave, and then they torment. And if you give them a little bit, they take it all. I mean, it's slow. It's, you know, there's that story about the frog that you put into a pan and the pan's really hot and the frog goes, whoops, and jumps right out and saves his life. That's <laughs> the way you wanna be with these, uh, Emblems. I don't know if I want to be a frog, but amulets. <laughs> you know, all of the the, the um, potions, right. all of the uh, occult symbolism, the pentagram, three sixes. Boy, I see three sixes. I want to just get away from that. I mean, there are right. there are ways of. I go being. to yoga, and the Hindu god is right in front of me, and I'm like, I'm just stretching. Now here's That's the it. there here's the deal. If you go into yoga as a representative of God with his Holy Spirit, knowing that that is a, a sign of worshiping a false God and you stand your ground, you can literally lead people with your light out from that false God. But if you go in there believing that that is okay and you can worship Shriva and you can assume these poses and it's part of your Christian walk, you're gonna experience the wrath of God, the, the negativity that comes from uh, occult practice. So I had a- what, I don't want the wrath of God. That's right. I want the love of God. And you know, the Holy Spirit will protect you. The Holy Spirit will help you to understand. He will reveal it to you. I've actually seen the demonic. I have seen the presence of evil. And I know that I feel it too. Right. I don't know if you felt it, but I no, felt I feel it. that you know it's a cold feeling. Right. Uh, it's a hair standing up on the Sometimes back of your. Sometimes it's like hurting oh. my arm because I'm just like there's so much negativity. I can feel it. Yeah, and if it's coming at you, and you go into that fortress, that place of strength with the with the Lord, right? Not only can you withstand it, but you can take that whole thing apart and have it resolve into good. He turns all things to good. So do you recommend that if you're around 
items that seem like idols or false gods to see how you feel in those situations and if your heart is full of God's love or if you feel empty. I'll share with you a story of a friend of ours who is a national exorcist known throughout the world for deliverance. And he comes over to our house and he has some friends with him and he sees some things hanging on the wall. Well, they were temple rubbings from Thailand and my parents oh. had gotten them when they were there. So and it was a gift from somebody. Oh, my mom gave them to me and That's she special, said, right? this Your is, mom gave oh, it to I, you. And I thought they were perfectly <laughs> innocuous and he looked at them and his jaw dropped because he saw the demonic in it and I literally had to take those and destroy them because I did not want them to go into anyone else's hands. Can you believe that a friend could give you something that you thought my was... Parents, my own parents. I mean, they didn't know. That wasn't going to hurt you or I, hurt God. <laughs> but my life improved after that. And after that, I met my wife, Jeannie, and we have a really, people come to our home and feel peace. They feel True. the presence of the Holy Spirit in our home. And that's because we have cleared our home of these, I don't know what you want to call them, negative images. How about that? Or false images or false yeah. gods or whatever you want to Things call that them. Things hold power over you that you don't even realize. Yeah, I, I, I had some other words I was going to say, but I'm not going to say them. Hey, I, polite. I told you, I literally <laughs> felt like they held power over me. I didn't want to throw them away. They, are, they were pretty. They are connected. They excited me because someone gave it to me. That's right. And that to me meant wow, it really did have power over me. Because we can't see into the spiritual world unless we're gifted as a seer, that is something that we attach to that physical object because we can see that physical object. But in actual fact, the spiritual realm is filled with people without bodies, persons that have intellect and the ability to use those kinds of um, objects as a way to understand their access point, how they can get in. And so when we clear that stuff away, they come in, they see a clean house, they know the presence of the Holy Spirit, the light chases them out, and we live in peace. I have found that the drama, the people around me that have been at peace has increased, and the number of arguments and things that have been off the wall that have caused consternation in my life has dramatically decreased when I clean my house of any of these objects. Well, I can't wait to hear more about the spiritual realm. Uh, Dr. Dean has a whole entire uh, part of his wheel, the wellness wheel, or we call it the integrated spiritual wellness wheel, and he goes into the eternal parts of life, and that's part of our spiritual domain. And the spiritual world is something that really excites me because I now know as a believer in Jesus that we live in a world, a spiritual world, that we're actually battling in the spiritual realm almost more than we're living in a physical world. So I can't wait for that. Dr. Dean's going to be back. He's going to talk to you about the spiritual realm and we're going to go into all different types of things that we want to hear about with the spiritual world. Thank you, Dr. Dean. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. See you soon.